Today is Friday of Passion Week, the darkest day in all of history, where the sinless, beautiful Savior Jesus Christ was beaten and tortured and hung on a cross. Just imagine the most painful and shameful experience ever that one could ever imagine. Even when we try to imagine it, I just don't think that our minds could really imagine the full weight of what Jesus felt. And yet he did it out of love. You know, there's so much scripture that I could read today. There's so many different things that we could talk about today. But I keep coming back to a verse found in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. See what kind of love the Father has given to us. That we may be called the children of God, and so we are. And it says, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. It's just hard to imagine. Uh, By the way, I, I love the King James Version of this verse, I think, best. Because it says, behold, what manner of love that the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Just love the the poetry of the King James in that verse. Behold what manner of love. But when you think of Jesus and all that he did, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to imagine. It's hard to believe that after he had healed so many, after he had fed so many, after he had done these just these wondrous acts of love and miraculous things that he had done. And just amazed at how quickly the crowd could turn and shout, crucify him. And how they could say, you know what, we would rather have Barabbas. I mean, this this murderous scoundrel. We'd rather have him walking around in our community than Jesus. And it's hard to imagine that. But I believe we live in a world that is still saying just that. We make laws to protect those who do wrong. And we reject any notion of the truth. The world doesn't want to hear the truth because the truth condemns them. The truth calls out that which they say is good, which the Bible calls sin, it calls them out on it. And they don't want to be called out on it because they don't want to experience any type of guilt or any kind of shame. And so they would suppress the truth for a lie. And they do it every day. And so when we look at it from that perspective, we still see a world that does not know him.
that does not know Jesus. Because when they think about, you know, what he stands for and what the word of God says, they don't want to hear that because it calls them out on their sin. But what they're missing is the manner of love that is bestowed upon us. Because God just didn't say, you know, he didn't just call us out on our sin. He didn't give us the word of God just to expose our sin and say, well, you guys are sinners. Good luck. Because the Father knows that we cannot stand before him like that without receiving the penalty of death. Death is the penalty for sin. And so God doesn't just give us his word which calls us out on our sin and exposes us for what we are and just says, good luck with that. And so when people just look at that part, when, when people just see the Bible uh, and look at it from a perspective that it just, you know, it calls you out on your sin and it exposes you. Not only does it do that, but it also shows us and gives the assurance to us of the love that God has for us. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Romans 5, 8, one of my favorite verses, God has commended his love toward us. Though while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, oh, the verses that we could just pull up verse after verse. That shows us the beauty of God's love in that he not only exposes our sin and exposes us for who we are. Because all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. We've all sinned and gone astray and fallen short. Still yet... He didn't just leave us there in that sinful state. He says, I will give you my son, a ransom for you. What manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called his children. But the world didn't know him. The world still doesn't seem to want to know him. Because the gospel message really starts with this. We've all fallen short. The wages of sin is death. The result of our living, the result of our failures is death. That's what we deserve. But God gave us the gift of eternal life through his son. The problem is people never get that far. They don't want to hear that they've sinned. They don't want to hear that their lifestyle is not you know, congruent with the teachings of God and of Christ. They don't want to hear that they're doing things that are wrong. They don't want that guilt and that shame. And so many will reject the gospel message simply because we have to understand that we are sinners before we realize we need a savior. And they will block out any, you know, any part or just the beginning part of the gospel message because it calls them out on who they are and they don't want that. 
But if they would just listen to say, not only has God exposed you for your wrong in your sin, not only do we realize in the beginning of the gospel message that we are weighed against the righteousness of God, and we are all fallen short. But what manner of love God has showed us through giving us his son Jesus. People would never get to that part of the message because they, they don't like the way the gospel starts off. And can you imagine what it felt like to be Jesus knowing that you had never done anything wrong to these people? And still yet, so quickly they would turn and yell crucify when Jesus didn't give them what they wanted. They were looking for you know, freedom from the Roman government. They were looking for a, a, a political savior. But what they what was presented before them was an, an eternal savior. And people will reject eternity with God for temporary position and riches of this world. They rejected the eternal sacrifice of Jesus Christ and cried out, crucify him because he did not give them the temporary relief they wanted from Roman rule. And the world still does that today. They reject the eternal savior because they're not willing to they're not willing to look past the temporary of this life. The Bible says that we lay treasures up in heaven where moths and rust cannot affect them. Yet the stuff of this world is going to fade away and it's going to be destroyed. What manner of love God has shown us to think that he would love me through all of my mistakes and yet love me anyway. We were watching Passion of the Christ this morning and when they were beating him it's just unreal that he would take that manner of abuse that much abuse for me that when they would drive the nails through his hands and his feet it was for me that he would love me that much I can't imagine not only the physical pain but can you just imagine the the, the emotional pain of the people that you love most, the people that you came down here to rescue would reject you and spit upon you and cry out, crucify you. And still yet, 2,000 years later, people are rejecting you. And they're saying that I'll, I'll place my faith 
in anything else but God. I will place my faith in my own knowledge, in my own abilities, rather than trust the eternal God who's proven himself to be all-powerful, all-knowledgeable, and faithful. I want you to maybe take a few moments today to, or I'd like to challenge you to, I should say, to take a few moments today and truly think about those that you know, those that are people who are in your life who don't know Jesus. And I want you to take time to pray for them today. Pray for them and Pray that God will open up opportunities for you to be able to talk about the love of God. Everybody seems to, to know about the, the condemning nature of what the law does and what Scripture does because it exposes our sin. But they, they don't seem to be able to get past that to Understand that Christ said he didn't come in the world to condemn the world because the world's already condemned. But he came to give us life. So let's take time to pray for those that we know who do not know Jesus. And pray for opportunities to share the gospel message. To share what manner of love that God has bestowed upon us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. That, Lord, this day that we think about that a little over 2,000 years ago today, your son was taking our sin and our shame upon himself, allowing himself to be beaten and abused and nailed to a cross, knowing he didn't deserve any of it but I do. And instead, he took my place. Lord, I'm overwhelmed and I'm captivated by your love. That you would show me this kind of love. So Lord, I just pray today, Lord, it will be a day of remembrance of just how, how steep the price was that Jesus paid for me. And Father, I pray, Lord, today that our hearts will be burdened for those who don't know you. And God, we pray for opportunities today to be able to share this amazing love with others who do not know you. Father, we pray, Lord, for the leadership of your Holy Spirit to guide us, Lord, in these moments and the times where we do have opportunity. Lord, we know that the window of opportunity sometimes is very short. Father, we pray we make the best of it, the best use of that time. And we pray that you, your, your Spirit will lead us and guide us in the words that we need for that moment in that time. Lord, we thank you today for your love. 
We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.